Hello. Hello. And welcome. To the bathroom? To Patreon-supported dad and sons. If you'd like to support the show and contribute to some new segments, we're going to be rolling out a Patreon soon. We'll start up some new spin-off shows like Dungeons and Dads. And we'll be doing more streaming episodes, taking listener calls live on air. And a new segment where I'm going to try and teach you game design. And a big juicy <laughs> fan discord for everyone to chat and play video games with us. Oh god, I hope it turns out okay. Hello, and welcome to the Down Sounds Podcast! Wow. Wow. We're starting early <laughs> this one. Hey, boys. Do you realize what that's going to sound like next to the new music, though? <laughs> <laughs> A very crazy juxtaposition of celebration. From here on out, we're going to have to, like, constantly second-guess how grand and exciting and, and classy <laughs> the first few words are, because the listeners are going to be hearing that... While while we goof, hopefully, I should have said, "Welcome to the Patreon supported Dadansons podcast." Oh my god! <laughs> Sound like you have like a big mustache, man, like a huge mustache, like you're a mascot. It was like it's like my, I, I it's going back and forth. I've been annoying my partner with it all week while we've been working in the same oh, home really? office, and. <laughs> It's it's a little bit lumpy space princess from Adventure Time, and then yeah. a little bit somewhere else that I can't quite place. Just like I want to say Valley Girl Bitch, but I'm not really sure if that would even fit being British uh, and also having no idea what Valley Girls from California sound like. Yeah, they don't. That's that's that's. I would like to say that's too much flavor, but let me tell uh, you. Ah, damn. I, I over exaggerated. Yeah. Do I need to bring it down here a little bit? Yeah, but it's definitely lumpy. <laughs> God, I love lumpy, man. Jeez. When it comes to that kind of character, isn't there there a colorful selection of of like Spice Girls esque, like like UK flavored ditzy midriff? pop star doesn't pendleton girls. ward actually voice lumpy space princess as well the guy who actually made adventure time i think he is actually the voice of lumpy space princess yeah i think so yeah, yeah yeah pendleton ward is the kind of person who i've never seen a google i've never seen what he looks like in picture but i can absolutely like put together the image in my head from he's like mini george says. r martin that's what he looks like to me i <laughs> was definitely picturing a beard I, I don't even know if he has a beard. I Google him and then. Okay. Can you can you confirm for me whether you also think that maybe he's a mini George R. R. Martin? Yeah, I, I I I'm picturing Seriously? a younger George R. R. Martin. I'm picturing driver cap, big beard, and glasses. Maybe with a scarf. You know, a Pacific Northwestern hipster type character. Let's see what Pendleton Ward actually looks like. <laughs> oh, look at that! A big beard with glasses and. <laughs> And George hair, okay. Yeah, I see. He's also kind of struggling with the the the, <laughs> the crown balding and the sweep over. You got to do. I respect that hustle. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. Well, that's it's funny how people sound like their voices so often. You know, I I mean, 
yeah there's I, <laughs> sometimes I you, sometimes you don't get that man sometimes you don't get yeah that. to be fair george right. r. r martin has a funny voice that suits how he looks okay it's kind george of high martin and kind of i've seen cheerful i've i've seen plenty of pictures but i've never heard him talk but I do think I could imagine what he sounds like from and he, uh, from videos I've seen. He kind of laughs and pats his belly a bit, like you imagine Santa Claus would. <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks like a comfy granddad. Yeah. Ooh, oh ooh, my ooh, god. Ooh, ooh. So I imagine like like comforting old man, but with like a, a, a an undercurrent of strong protection. So <laughs> you're gonna say something else then? <laughs> Just because he's old. <laughs> A short undercurrent smell of urine. <laughs> no. <laughs> Boys, George, yeah. Matt, yeah. what are you guys going to be like when you're old men? Oh, man. I don't know if I'm going to be an old man. I'm going to be a good dad. I'm going to be a good dad. <laughs> it's like I'm going to spend most of my time being a dad. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna re- sort of retire and just spend most of my time being a good dad. That's, that's, that's what I do. So is this is this like 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 something that's for real and totally serious? Like, are are you feeling those urges? No, I'm just that... I'm just wondering. No, no, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. we we got a whole. We're inheriting a bunch of little ones into our own Discord community that need hurting. I don't need children at this point. Um, they're, they're practice mode. Yeah, they're, they're practice mode. We've got to take care what? of the sons, the daughters, and everybody else first. The Discord people? <laughs> yeah, because that's like going to be hurting lots of no, shit. I, 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 I seriously wonder if like, whenever I have to, to tell my kid to stop doing something stupid, if like all of these, these Discord dramas are going to be useful experience for... No. for Absolutely. Putting not. it politely, putting it nicely. <laughs> Absolutely not. George can't Absolutely George can't not. keep you and me in line, Matt. I don't know how he's gonna keep his kids in line to be fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> George, to see you deal with a kid would be a pleasure. Fascinating. <laughs> yes. It, it it would be fascinating. <laughs> just Ooh. just to see yeah yeah you're just like foaming at the mouth man i just want to see that i just i need to first i need i want to see like the interesting woman that you date and marry and then or not marry i don't know they we're all old here you don't now. need to get married actually. we don't need to get married and have a kid we, we already talked about it we got to Gotta save it for immigration whenever you gotta move out. That's true. Country. Yeah. 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 Oh, George with a couple of little halfies running around the house. Yeah. It, <laughs> save it, sex for love and marriage for immigration, kids. Oh my god. <laughs> Matt, you're gonna be like you're gonna be like the dad who goes viral on Twitter for like a like a, a whatever the equivalent of a vine and TikTok is in like 10, 15 <laughs> years time. And it's gonna be like you either Teaching your kid to like no scope motherfuckers on oh, on, on Call of Duty, or you're gonna be the kind of dad that takes him to karate and is like, "Stand up, come on, you could do it." <laughs> and like yeah. G and the mom from the background, they're like punch him, <laughs> and they're like two years old and absolutely tiny. Yeah, I I, I can see. I've been playing way too much Warzone lately. Just way in too preparation much of being a father, man. Just in preparation <laughs> of being a father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, kid. 
what, what did your, what did we got you for your monitor? What? You only had yeah. 60 hertz? <laughs> but dad, I can only see 60 hertz. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Matt's driving home with the newborn baby, and he looks at this kid and says, "All right, boys, where are we dropping?" Says <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to his kid, "Have you done your oh, diagnostics?" My God. <laughs> Tell <Yeah>. me, <laughs> where are we dropping? <laughs> where are we dropping? <laughs> Mom leaves. She's in the gulag. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you guys seriously 100% believe that that experience moderating internet communities is actually not useful at all for parenting? You think that, that all this stuff that, that, that I've and we've to an extent have gone through is just going to be completely useless during, during the next chapter of our life where we have to corral small, unintelligent humans for their own good? I feel like we were doing okay until you called everybody who's potentially signed up for our Patreon and joined the Discord to be unintelligent human beings. Oh, I wasn't talking about them. I was talking about any future kids who unfortunately have to be be born by us. Oh no. I feel like hear me out here. Whether mm. you two are great dads or not, is irrelevant to the fact that if I was still in Japan and raised a child, that child might have a safer and possibly oh, absolutely more absolutely. uh i don't know well, like bullying well, actually, is pretty I mean, pre- prevalent in japan so japanese I mean, childhoods are not categorically uh happy let's put it that way yeah I, I would say you're white so you're fine but then you did make you did if this things go you know, according to plan, you marry an Asian woman. Plan. Some, man, let me tell you, my Asian friends, they get a lot of racism, man. Oh, like yeah. A lot of racism. Like, open, on the street, disgusting bullshit. And that's the thing is, like, half of kids in Japan, when they're in school, they get teased and bullied. But then it's almost like a miracle that when they hit teenagers, they're not quite Japanese and they're not quite foreign. So they get treated as like these supermodel gods who end up getting modeling contracts based on just having a, a slightly good complexion yes. and a bone structure that combines the best of both worlds. So they yeah. immediately become the most popular people in the room. It's it's such a weird formula. You guys describe it in like whatever they're in, like half. half like oh yeah, half, in Japan, it's just half ooh. Half ooh, and it's kind of rude. But they're just like, "Oh, you're a half ooh. You're like, you're not Japanese, and you're something else." It's just like, "Oh my god!" Like this yeah. is Japan's pretty nasty when it comes to uh, yes, the old it's a bit weird man. It's a bit weird, man. Makes me think about Persona again. Speaking uh, of, <laughs> let me say before before I dive, I mean head first into some Persona. Like head first into a TV, you Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, I played a indie game called Dex. Dex. Just D E X. D like yeah, D E X. Oh, oh, not, I'm, not I'm like sure you play with card. your Dex every day, man. It's a cyberpunk. It's a cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> side strolling RPG. 
It has like choices and everything like that. Um, and voice acting. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about more cyberpunk decks later too. Voice acting <laughs> as voice acting, and it's pretty, pretty good. I gotta say, I enjoyed every bit of that game. I'm not gonna lie. How long is it? You finished it? Yeah. Um, it's gotta be like, it's it's short. It's got to be like 10, 10 ish hours. Oh, yeah, like like a short, satisfying deck. Yes. You know, I, li- I like it sometimes when when they're just uh, a, a nice consumable experience. A nice know. consumable yeah, deck. Yeah, I, I understand. We all we yes, all know, yes. George. We all know that you're not right. going to finish yeah. Persona or any anime that we give you. We all know this, George. We, we, you don't have to, you know, pregame us with this bullshit. At least the size of of this dex sounds uh, not too intimidating to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like a little bit of a little bit of Metrovania in my games. You know, just a little dabble, probably a lot. But this one does have a little bit of that. Uh, it does has dialogue choices. It has good voice acting. Like this, it, it has that cyberpunk. Uh, was it was it snack that you need until November? Yeah, it reminds um, me a lot of. I'm, I'm looking at the trailer now. It reminds me a lot of uh, Shadowrun in the way it looks. Those those are mm. awfully foggy, neon lit streets. Yes, yes. It does. It does have that that vibe. They have they have uh, succeeded in keeping that vibe prop, proper, like in the voice acting and everything. Nice. Uh, you get implants throughout the game. The upgrades are fun. Um, and the new the new version that they have is like the enhanced version. It, you know the art is going to be a little bit weird. It's not going to be the best. I, I like the pixel art looks pretty good, but the like the cutscene bits it has that yeah. cheap comic book yeah. digital art look that I'm not really a big fan of. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I was like Liam's like like, <laughs> like the yeah. way this looks. I remember uh, uh, fell. I like the pixel art. The pixel art is pretty. It's that over detailed pixel art, like where they've just fucking cram shit tons of detail into it but it does look pretty good yeah yeah yeah. at least the portraits are fine it's definitely a good game but it's it's still you know how i am with endings and it's still the ending is still a little weird at least you reach them (laughs) you know like people just don't know how to end games man but the journey this came out in 2015 yeah man and it was it was a fucking good play let me tell you let me tell you, <laughs> it was a good play. I just want to mention, you know, because I like to, to dabble in some indie games that that right there. If you if you're looking for a little cyberpunk to put in your, in your veins and you do like side strolling, you, you, you look like a little bit of upgrades on the way. Some good voice acting. Kid you not. Some decent. as I mean, everything is voice acted. This will definitely uh, fill that urge uh, for a cheap price. Um, how, how come no one talks about it? It's. How come no one talks about a lot of the games that I've I've <laughs> like talked about? I've never heard of a lot of the stuff that I've played. It's just like, wow, how do I find? How do I? F- how how do all these games exist nowadays and even earn a living? I wonder because you just it's just hard. It's just hard. Like not every game is going to be West of Loathing where they they strike gold. Dex, however, you're looking at the Steam. The Steam has 9 out of 10. It's 20 bucks still. So I imagine it comes down to sale. But it's got over 2,000 reviews, which tends to mean it sold at least 100K copies. Oh, really? Yeah. 2K means like 100K. 
I mean, that's, it pro- possibly means more. The the, the actual number ratio from people who buy your game to people who will review your game on Steam is so low, low. that if you yeah, got yeah. like, I mean, it's probably not as good as it used to be, but I imagine because this game is from 2015, that this is a pretty tight number that if you can get over a thousand, you know, it's like one to 10 if you're lucky. So you're doing pretty good if you get over a thousand reviews, let's say. It must be a smaller team for sure. Must be. Other takeaway from that is that Steam reviewers are, are just the two percenters. Like, if you guys, do you guys review games on Steam? Do you? <laughs> no. Exactly, right? And I mean, yeah. Matt, especially you, right? I'm looking at you. You, you play mm-hmm. a lot more games on Steam than both me and George, right? And yeah. sometimes I press the thumbs up or the thumbs down yeah. when it asks yeah, me, me if you yeah. like it, but I don't write any extensive reviews or anything and, and that kind of thing. So if you think hardcore, like I've never used Steam as a community forum. I know a lot of people do, but they tend to send like centralize around specific games, you know, Team Fortress 2 back in the day, Hearthstone, uh, not Hearthstone, uh, Slay the Spire and other games like that have communities. But yeah. As a tool of like actual reviews and aggregates and stuff like that, it's uh, the number ratio is pretty low to people who actually buy your game. It's why you'll always see devs on Twitter be like, "Please review the game, <laughs> please." Right, right. Add it to your wish list and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wish list is another thing where you know, pretty crazy how much that can really change where you're appearing in the Steam algorithm. I should probably, I should probably like start like try to collect like a lot of these indie games into one little list. Um, the ones that don't just to, so, so I can like at least have them <laughs> be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Cause someone tweeted at me. They're like, Oh, why don't you just like make like a curated list? It's like, you know what? That might not, you can make steam lists, right? You can make, yeah. Yeah. yeah I could share it. Probably do that. Yeah. Just so like people are like, Oh, I want to see if I might be interested in, yeah. Something that's like just Does you know map- like a, a little bit above the average stuff mm-hmm. that goes on am um on Steam. I was about to say Amazon for some reason because I've just been on Amazon looking at acoustic form, but like <laughs> it's um a little bit above the average, and I might like you know because not everyone's gonna like everything that's an indie game. You know, like some you got to be in a specific mood sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely in a cyberpunk mood. But yeah, it's such a shame that this thing is like five years old. It, it has po- the positive reviews. The screenshots and the trailers all look pretty darn good. And apparently it hits all the right notes that it's supposed to. But I have not ever heard of this, I think, until you mentioned it. H- how did you find out about it? Searching. How do you find out about this stuff in general? <laughs> Fell seal. Like, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. A lot of this stuff, I, I I mean, I could go through the list. Like, did you buy know. in this Steam summer sale? Summer sale, yeah. I mean, it's got a Wikipedia page, so so that's something. Yeah, it was yeah. crowdfunded on Kickstarter originally. So, but there's so many games that are on there. There's so many, many games, games that that you run into. You're like, oh shit! Like, I I, I didn't know this was even on Kickstarter. I didn't even know this was an early access. Matt, do you want to hear the uh, what the Metacritic is? Okay, yeah, do you want to take a, a guess? It's nine out of ten on Steam. You've obviously given it. Some I would say I would say like six or seven. One of those. Yeah, it's a it's a sixty-two on Metacritic. 
I I really disagree with that. There's no way that game is a six. It's it's so far from a six. And 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 I don't really care about scores that much. But how many how many uh, reviewers uh, quotations here? Bunny ears. Yeah, I don't know. Just on the Wikipedia, it has a breakdown of the different uh, different Metacritic averages. I mean, you see these top ten lists from like PC Gamer and all these guys that they're they're just trash. So like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know who right. Listen, I don't know who writes these things, but like, they're. I mean, do you Here guys go, go in there? I always, speak, I always get, <laughs> I always get trashed on. <laughs> Liam always laughs at me, like, oh my god. Stop. Stop. Stop talking trash about it. These sites, they it's they spot out garbage. You know? So like I don't I don't really care about their opinion. They could have patched the game significantly since that launch. Well they've not they've been working on another game since then. So they've only ever released one game. Like like a year more than a year after launch sometimes, you just can't even know anymore if that score is gonna represent what you're going to be getting into if the game's been mm. heavily updated and changed. Yeah, I heard um even on Steam they said the game was a little bit buggy bef- before at least. Yeah, was it? Or whatever. Yeah, so before the enhanced edition before it got on like I think PS4, I think it got on PS4 if I they got the yeah, it's on PS4 and it has like a demo. The demo is what got me. I played a demo and I was like, "Oh, the voice acting is it's good, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it seems like um, even it on PS4, I'm seeing I'm seeing like sixes and fours. I don't know why people don't like it. To be honest, it's not. Well, it you, really you... isn't like unplayable <laughs> or something. Like I, okay, I, I'll, I'll short things, short things, just a couple things. The combat can get kind of old. Um, not in old of like annoying. But you can kind of just win every battle after a certain amount of upgrades. Um, it gets trivial. Um, There's just a certain way you can beat everybody. There's uh, uh, some of the upgrades are useless. You know, st- stuff like that. Like little things like that that could be could have been tweaked. But, I mean, it's an old... Probably when they're redoing it, they're not going to redesign the whole freaking thing if it's selling. So, But it's not enough for me to be like, I'm not going to finish this game. Because I just enjoyed the atmosphere of the game yeah. so much, and it's not—it wasn't—it wasn't bad. The only bug I've ever run into is that I would keep climbing the ladder <laughs> when I get to the top. <laughs> it wasn't—it didn't break anything. It just, MGS just keep climbing style. the ladder, like an invisible ladder, just climbing up. I wish I could do that in real life, but yeah. Other than that, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Paw at the air. Paw at the air. Literally <laughs> pawing at the air. It's, it's like, what, what is happening here? But yeah. So what have you guys been playing? I played a little more of The Last of Us. Played it Played it with a friend who was interested in it. Sat down. Spent like 45 minutes with him when That's nothing it? happened. And he was kind of put off by that. So I ruined his. Nothing happened. He's just a hater, dog. And no, no, I've been talking. I'm waiting. I should play. There's been a lot of conversation this week about whether games are too long. We've talked about it a lot on this show. Mm -hmm. We've always said games are too long. Mm -hmm. And this game, like, it's somebody, like, I was like 10 hours through it. I'm about 15 now. Somebody posted on the YouTube comments. 15? 
Yeah. In a movie game, you're 15 hours in? Holy shit. I know. And somebody put like uh, 10 hours. You're like half. You're not even halfway through. I was like, man, I don't think I can do this. Because there's nothing that is keeping me going. Really? Is is it filled with filler? It's. Or is it a constant like story going on? Are they're talking, right? It's not like God of War where there's like a bunch of side shit. Right. There's not a bunch of side shit because that would be even more interesting that a lot of this. It's just a lot of entering a dilapidated building, opening every drawer, finding some stuff, and then finding a note that might be interesting. And most of the time it's not. It's narrative I, stuff I, like Bioshock. And I then to you, enemies turn notes, up man. and you're like, you've got to stealth around, or because depending on like seriously, if you wanna if you wanna play this like a stealth game. Make the difficulty the hardest difficulty because this game is way too easy or normal. Uh, otherwise, you can just dodge everything and then just hit back. Anyway, I played a lot more of that. Don't know when I'm going to finish it. <sighs> I carried on playing Xenoblade. Still playing Xenoblade. I'm at the Earth Sea now. I'm like 34 hours in. I'm still going and I'm loving it. We're 35 hours in like three weeks ago. Yes, but to the fact that I still got an extra nine hours in with a couple of games that have come out since and with other stuff going on is, is good. It's a good sign, Matt. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good sign. I don't, I don't because know after playing The Last it's of Us, like- going back to playing Xenoblade felt great. <laughs> I was like just running around fucking beating up monsters and then I got to the Earth Sea and it's beautiful and I'm like, this is what I want in a video game. I want so much, mechanics, so much- combat and like not necessary combat, but fun combat that's strategic, and then also these beautiful, weird environments. Anyway, not to shit on The Last of Us too much, but it was a nice juxtaposition, put it that way. I, I, and then, the I only other game I played, I bought one game on the Steam Summer Sale, and I blame YouTube's algorithms for this. Oh. Something so I don't particularly like motorsport very much. Like, not not that I don't like it, I just don't. But you've think... played motorcycle games, though. No, 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 no. no. Like, like at least two recently. You like two wheeled vehicle games. Yes, you do. No, so shut up. Four wheels. You, you, actually, you traded in, in your instance. car for a bicycle. Is what you're. you're, you're <laughs> I like yeah. biking games, but they're not motorsports. They're you know you got to pedal to the metal for uh, those um, things. Okay. So button is the uh, same. <laughs> so I watched. I watched like one video about F1. Because I had a passing interest in F1 when I was a kid. I always kind of liked it. But I watched like one video on YouTube like a couple of weeks back about how Formula One is adapting to coronavirus in 2020. And then lo and behold, all of YouTube, uh, my recommendations is filled with F1 Formula One videos. Okay. And then I'm like, I'm an idiot. So I start pressing on them and watching about F1. And then I'm watching classic F1 moments. And then I'm watching like the best F1 drivers of all time. Oh, and I'm watching all of these videos about F1 and for like three fucking weeks now, I've been watching nothing but Formula One videos. So that entail led to me <laughs> purchasing F1 2019 in no, the Steam Summer Style. You You're going to become one of those guys. Oh my God. I did. How is it? And I spent 20 hours playing. You spent more hours playing a car game than finishing Last of Us. Does that, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) 
I think it makes sense. Oh my god. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know how to respond to that, Joy. <laughs> I don't even know what Dude. you play. <laughs> But those, like, if if a if a action cinematic game with a super serious story and gameplay that doesn't seem like anything special, like those can be such a slog if you're already used to the experience and if you know what you're gonna get. El Presidente Liam didn't finish <laughs> Xenoblades, but he's played Last of Us. Right, got 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 himself a nice little little cold from Last of Us. And did not, <laughs> and did not finish it, and did not finish the other game that he started playing. And then he went and bought Formula, and almost did the same amount of hours that he did for the Xenoblade Chronicles. No, but, none but, of that makes sense. <laughs> remember, re- remember what what Ian Bogost said though that that non-human things like automobiles and machines can oftentimes tell better stories in games than than dialogue and writing and script oh and stuff. Oh my god, that's such a George answer, dude. I love it. <laughs> in my defense, whether this is defend defensible or not, it in my mm-hmm. defense. One, I really like driving in real life anyway. I'm somebody who loves driving, but since I moved to Kyoto, I don't have a car anymore. I can't drive. It sucks. Oh. And my British license has expired and I need to get a new one, but I can't because I have to return to the UK to get it. So I actually really love driving and I can't drive at the moment. So that's, I don't know whether that's affected me a little bit. Secondly, this game is really good. Like it's, it's, it's made by Codemasters, who are like, you know, oh. racing royalty, right? They did yeah, Dirt, yeah, they yeah. did, you know, some great racing games. They know exactly what they're doing. And the one thing that's been amazing about this game to me is it's fucking hard. It's really hard. Like, F1 cars are really hard to control. Like, they take, like, not a, res- I don't want to say respect, but they take, like, a, a serious consideration when you're, like, throwing them around a circuit and the game captures that really well so when you're flying at high speeds and i play with like the steering wheel view to really like simulate you know racing and i don't have any assists on which has made it even more exhilarating yeah and like flying down you know you know monza or monaco or australia whatever these classic circuits and stuff it's so exciting. And then you, you, cause you practice, you, I'm doing like the career mode. So, you know, I went up through formula two and now I joined the Renault team. And I'm like making my way up as a driver into the world. It's like a little RPG. You can like customize your car and build up points to get different parts for your car to be improved. Cause your car's shit compared to like Ferrari and McLaren. And sounds like you're living the dream, man. Oh man, it's amazing. And then you have practice sessions and in those practice sessions, you're not just racing around to feel the track, even though it's really good if you know the track, but you, you, if you achieve like certain, uh, like goals that the team, the racing team wants you to achieve, like fastest lap or fastest through this corner and all these different challenges, uh, that incentivize you, that gives you points to customize your car. So it feels well balanced that, that if you're practicing, you know, you're, the car is getting better and that kind of thing. And then you have the qualifying day and you get one shot. So after all of that learning of the track and getting used to it, you get one shot to do the fastest you possibly can. And if you fuck it up, you, you're fucked. 
And then on the race day, depending on what happens with your qualifying, you know, you're either fighting in the middle against everybody to try and get even like one point. And it's so good. And even though it's at 25% of what real uh, Formula One is, so real Formula One is like 70 laps. It's like three hours long. Holy cow. The races in this are are about, depending on how long the track is, they're between 11 to 17 laps long. But even that is still like 30 minutes to 40 minutes long, depending on pit stops and stuff like that. Oh my god! Because it, it's about it's a, it's almost about one point th- one minute thirty for each lap. I want to say on average, so you know times that by seventeen or whatever. Every lap you're controlling this really difficult to control car, and you're trying to just keep it on the track, and then you're facing everybody else. But you've got to do it like seventeen times for thirty minutes. It's like a, it's exhausting, and just the mental. Ah, it's so weird. It's a video game, but. The mental, like, I don't know how to describe it, just the mental uh, toll it takes on, like, doing it. I can only do one race at a time because, man, I'm just like, <gasps> after each race, it, if I, I, I got first once and I was, I was over the moon, like, and actually won the Grand Prix because I fought so hard for it. It was amazing. So what happens if you do perfectly fine for 29 minutes of a 30-minute race and you screw up at the very, very end after working your ass off? That's life. So that's the beauty of it, right? De- uh, depending on the assist, because it's quite customizable for accessibility. It's like you can turn it off, so you can have this flashback thing, which is like you can rewind time and then you know go through the corner correctly or something, which feels like cheating. I don't want that. If you do that and you crash and you don't have that on, you're out. And that's it. That's it. You don't get any points. You turned up that that's weekend in Monaco and you fucking crashed the car, you dickhead. And then it's over. And it feels amazing when you don't, when you bet, you know, you just scrape the wheel <laughs> or you damage the car and you have to go into the pit lane and get it fixed. And you're like, <laughs> you're watching this AI fix your car and you're like, Fucking hurry it up, boys. Come on. We're going to get out there. Oh, man, it's so good. But it's, I don't know, just that exhilarating fun and driving these cars around. And it has lots of, like, classic modes. So I was, before we jumped on, I was trying Michael Schumacher's Ferrari. And it's, like, against all the other classic cars. And it's just so much faster and handles so great compared to my shitty Renault. Oh, it feels so fun. And yeah, I've never enjoyed a car game in my life, but this one, I'm having a lot of fun. It happens sometimes. Like I, I really got into the the crew for a little while while it was floating around, and and this talk about seventy lap long endurance races reminds me of these um like sixty to ninety minute cross country races you would do in the crew. I think we should impose a uh, percentile based scoring system when it comes to races. You know, because what I've always what I've always felt was was really mean and unfair about a race is that you can be in first place for most of the race. But if you slip up at the very, very end of these giant three hour long cross country endurance races, all of a sudden that one mistake counts for all three hours. Yes, that's life, dude. (laughs) Participation medal, George. (laughs) You don't earn first place if you don't do a perfect run. 
I'm not arguing for participation trophies. What I'm saying is that if I was in first place for 70% of the race, I should get 70% of the points. That's all. No. <laughs> no. Yo, just, just you know, there's this thing called the cheat engine. You should probably download that and play that for, for everything. Well, you just could just turn the assist on. Always in yeah. first place. Just click that button, the little the little box there. So, you, yeah, you could have, you can have, you can have the racing lines on, George, so you can follow. You could have the brake assist on if you wanted the brake assist on. And you could also just have the flashback on where you can just press the... Uh, Select button, and then it rewinds time for you, and you can just that Boom. corner that you crashed on. You can just break a little better, and then go around it, nice and easy, like. And carry but on. if 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 I am putting in all of that effort to be in first place for most of the race, then shouldn't that still count for something? No. Like if no. I'm in first place up until I don't know, like like someone knocks into me and I spin out and then lose horribly in eighth place at the very, very end. Is that is that really how how we're going to do things there? All of that effort and credit just gets thrown away because of one little mistake at the final final stretch? No, no one remembers you for your journey, man. Only people remember you for what you did last. For your victories. Yeah. What have you done for me lately, though? You know? It's how it always is, man. I, I remember the last few uh, racing games I played were like Midnight Club and Need for Speed. Man, the remix with Snoop Dogg and Door and the Door. Oh, my God. That was your favorite oh car? Oh, my God. No, 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 it's a song in in the, the back then where you could have like real songs in your video games like Tony Hawk, Pro Scare 2. Oh, my God. So good. I'm just suggesting alternative ways in which we can accredit uh, uh, racing. Maybe, okay, whatever. You know, I'll just start m racing two and, and see how that goes, and then I'll get back to you guys every, with every, the new scoring system, percentile-based. Everything needs to be a George game, right, George? Racing two by George. <laughs> he complains about Warzone. Like, what am I dying? Well, <laughs> okay. Do, do you want to do you want to talk about Warzone? Are we are we good to transition? Mm, I don't know, man. We will disagree on Warzone quite a bit. Let me tell you, let's uh, talk you about Persona. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about Persona. Let's talk about Persona. Okay, and I'm I'm sure there's more fan demands. You go first, George, because I guarantee you, I have way too much to say. Because that and is a game I have finished a lot more. I have finished in the past, so I'm okay. interested. How are oh yeah. boy. How many years oh, ago boy. have you finished for? Uh, I finished it on PS2 when I was in university when it first came out, which must have been 10 years ago. And it wasn't the golden version. No, and then I did okay. play the golden version on PS Vita about seven years ago, I want to say. And you finished it? Yeah. Uh -huh. I finished it. Shit. Okay. I love Persona. Okay. So. Well, Persona 3 and 4 anyway. Let, let me just say, for people who don't know, 80 hour games 80 yes. hours okay we have 80 hours ahead of us go Two. ahead george i'm at hour five i started <laughs> this week played uh i want to say three ish 90 minute sessions over the course of the week and i'm a little worried not a lot has happened that's not true a lot has happened but way too slowly like, I can tell from the get-go, this is a very slow burn. 
I'm a little put off and a little worried by how much of it is tapping A. Like, I, I can sit there and measure the time and see not... Speaking of things not happening over a 30-minute session, there are 30-minute stretches in this in this game where you will maybe talk to three characters who will reiterate two newly discovered plot points, and you might be given two dialogue choices, and that will be your stretch from one save point to the next. I think it's fun. I have had fun during all those stretches, but I am worried if it's not going to hook me in the long term because of how uneventful it's been so far and how uninvolving that gameplay is with so many A button taps. So I wish I was playing it on the Vita, actually. And I can see in retrospect how this game would have blown up when it came out on the Vita, because when you're playing a game portably, that experience of pressing like one button to read the visual novel as it comes through you, it's so much more palatable to me when it's not on a, a big screen in front of my face. So like I am I'm I'm trying to get into it. I don't know if I'm quite seeing the appeal right now. I can see it getting up there. The characters are fun. There's some good humor behind it. But at the same time, there's also some I think writing problems that Matt and I have been talking about in or at least Matt has been talking about in Discord over mm. the coming week. Like uh characters like Nanako seem pandering. Like cute mm -hmm. little girl who says cute little girl things. There's 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 the, the the undercurrent of horniness and oh me saying the pervy stuff. Yeah, the undercurrent of pervy stuff is everyone is so horny. Oh yeah, this game is definitely pervy. But I think it's a theme. Now that I've inside, it's a theme cuz P5 is not the same. It's two different games. So is P4 about the horniness? Does the story address the psychological? P4 is definitely about the horniness. Like, it's so squished in there. Like, <laughs> you, you can't hide from it. Teachers are gross. Everyone's fucking gross. Except for your little girl. <laughs> it's just like, you can't, you can't, like, you can't break free from it. Every time. Liam gets quiet, and I and I think there's a reason why he gets quiet. <laughs> no, I'm 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 just listening. I'm just listening. exactly exactly because he's finished it twice, and it's just there's there's no way. I'm not gonna have to. I can't read the the, the comments in this uh, YouTube. <laughs> I, there's no way that there's not something else going on. He's he's shaking his head and smiling and 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 rubbing his palms yeah. every now and no, then. And no, thinking I, of something no, no, in no, no, there. No, I'm not. No, so. I, I don't need to chime into this conversation because you guys are playing, you know, the PC right. version that's just come out, right? It does have some graphical upgrades. Like if you see side-by-side -side comparisons, it is a little better, but I understand. <laughs> Look at the, the subject change. I understand George's I thought. Like I much preferred playing Golden than I did the PS2 version on my TV. Obviously, that was still a PS2 game on PS3 back in the day. Um, so it didn't look that great. but. I think it's two parts. I think Persona 4 was when the English started getting good because Persona 3 came out and in the beginning it was like all the other Persona games. It was kind of, you know, a sort of niche RPG, had these cool mechanics. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it sort of started building a community. And even with Persona 3, there was like a couple of reviews. It's almost like the Yakuza games in a similar vein that came out. You know, Innocent Sim come out on the uh, Shin Megami Tensei games prior, but, you know, they, 
it wasn't like massive like it is now. Like if Persona 6 was announced tomorrow, it'd be like um, huge news. Persona 4 came out. You mean a decade from now? <laughs> and Persona 4 started getting like really good reviews. And it was like the English localization had upped a little bit over Persona 3. But it still was like this hyper niche Japanese yeah. game. Like it's a Japanese game. And I think Persona 5 is, even though this setting is Japan and it's, a, it's Japanese through and through, there's a lot about it that is, you know, Anne is in there and she's blonde and, you know, and what's his name? The blonde kid, right? There's a lot of, not westernization of Persona 5, but it's definitely a bit more of like a level playing field. It's still in Tokyo, you know, but Tokyo is the most non-Japanese place in the world that is in Japan. Persona 4 is like Inaka Japan, Japanese people, and is written and references a lot more about Japan, I think, than Persona 5 does. And with that comes the immaturity. You played 5? Yeah, I played 5. I haven't finished it, but I played, you know, about (laughs) 50 hours of it. Oh, okay. So we're on the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think Persona 4 almost touches upon Japan's immature approach to sexual tension and stuff like that. I don't yeah. think Japan deals with sex in a mature way. It doesn't. You know, they pixelize and censor a lot of genitalia and stuff like that. We don't do that in the West. But they also have the weirdest I, porn. That's, that's they not do. the worst problem. And right? if you walk into just a convenience store, a combini, the porn's right there, right? It's like eye level. You can see it. Kids can fucking see it. Like, And it's all... Girls who are dressed oh, like fifteen-year-olds and 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 fourteen-year-olds, oh, and it's like so there is this weird imbalance of like what what sex is in Japan. Tengas in the grocery store like totally speak to how different of a view on sex it is. Like like that's a health item you throw in the cart with the toothpaste. Is is sex toys? And uh, just to look, let you guys get back to it, I think on the writing, I think there is a. The game touches on that a little bit, but I actually, in its defense, I think a lot of Persona 4 is quite good, especially with certain characters who George doesn't know about. Matt, I don't know if you know about yet. I'll, I'll get to my my speed. Yeah, but I think there's a lot about, apart from the overall story of the game and what's going on, I think there's a lot about like people trying to understand who they are and like mm-hmm. what they're into and that kind of thing. And I think Persona 4 does does that quite well sometimes especially fighting the shadow versions of yourself and that kind of stuff there's a lot of the anime coming of age tr- things seem apparent i just at but this i think point, persona does it better than a lot of anime does a lot of anime hops on about that shit and does it in a very japanese kind of way like kokuhaku and all this other shit that is very Japanese, whereas Persona 4 does it at a very human level where it's talking about people's interferes, people's anxieties, people's sexual preferences, people's blah, 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 blah. And I think... I'm liking that, actually. Like, the story that is there five hours in... You haven't even... You haven't scratched the surface, George, unfortunately. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that, actually. Okay, so for, for reference, like, we just wrapped up Yukiko's Castle... And it's just now, five hours in, gotten to the point of the time where I actually have to care about what I spend doing my days. Matt, I'm interested to hear because you were, you were, you know. Oh, you ready? Okay. Well, yeah. okay. All right. I played, I played both. I didn't finish five. I played 40 hours, uh, a little bit more than 40 hours of uh, five. And then I played four for 40 hours. Oh, oh my 
God. going to yes that's right you bought it for me way back i've been i've been i've been seeping my brain into it earlier this week warzone and and the, <sighs> oof, oof, so good me and pat talk about it a lot because he's he's beat five uh friend of the show pat of we all we all know him from japan maybe we could get him on finished dude love him yeah we should we should he i, I think everybody would like him um our persona friend pat our persona, <laughs> persona anime anime high school um extraordinaire uh, p5 it looks good as as anime cut scenes everywhere the production yeah. value is great the style is great i would say the main character has more style in four it's a little bit more bland your guy yeah, he starts out that way he's a little bit more bland i don't i'm still intimidated by the fashions here he didn't have a name when the game first came out. So He's just called he, Hero in the in the cutscenes. Yeah, and then he Hero got Hero. the uh, what's his name? You 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 Hero. You Nakagami or something like that. I named him Georgie. <laughs> so so P5's Code of Pain is really good. Nakagami. I mean, really good. Yeah, but it's P4, big budget. Yeah. I have to agree with what Liam told me like months ago. I think it's a better game. It is. The reason why uh, it, it may not have all the bells and whistles, but when it gets down to it, I'm giggling and I'm laughing and it's more, the characters are lively. They're not depressing. Yeah. Like they're, they, they're way, way, the story is way more intriguing the way to describe the palaces in part five in, in five is just nonsense, at least for those f first, you know, few tens of hours. And you just you're just left kind of like, you, you know, when the game explains something to you and you're supposed to understand it or at least, you know, at least have them call it anime bullshit like they do in four. <laughs> they don't. They don't address that. It's like you're just made to understand what palaces are and it, and you you keep going in, you keep, you know, having all this extra gameplay in the palaces and you don't even know what it is. It doesn't make any sense it at all. But in P4 the way it's done, it just it seems like P4 is like the is clean. Like again, I'm playing the golden version compared to P5 regular version. I'm pretty sure the royal version is a better version um, in a lot of ways. But this is what I'm comparing it to. P4 is definitely not a game, if you haven't played any Persona game, to sleep on. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. Don't sleep on this one. Because I would feel like it, it, once you play P5, you're going to see all that... All, all the nice cities and everything like that. And you're going to be like, huh? P4 looking, P4 looking like a PS2 game. It doesn't it look too bad, but, old. you know, it's obvious. Like, it's you know, the characters. It's weird how old it feels now. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised. This game came out in 2008. So if you want to come to Japan and you've never been to Japan and your, uh, your view of Japan is Tokyo and stuff, play Persona 5 because that's what you'll get. If you want to see what Japan really is like and what Japan is like for almost 90% of the country, play Persona 4 because the environments and villages of Persona 4 is exactly what Japan is like in the countryside. Exactly what it's like. I, I, I do want to say the illusion of choice is pretty pretty ridiculous here. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to straight talk about P4. 
the illusion of toys is just it's outrageous <laughs> it's outrageous like you literally can pick anything and they would repeat the same shit to you and it's just like oh no <laughs> they say they say something that fits all three of the above choices. yes exactly yeah. and you, it, it's it it's linear. if you've been playing games it's it's really easy to notice like it it's easy to notice from pretty much anyone who's gonna play a persona game um it's not terrible all the time but it's there you know you're you're on rails there's you can't you can't get outside the ride it's it's gonna be there the thing I would say I just don't like about Persona games in general is that if it's it's like a time management game. Oh god. Okay. Yes. It's it's a grind. Okay. If you're not if if you're uh you have to balance the time, balance the things that you can do without the time moving forward versus the things that do move the time forward. And if you are trying to do the thing that does move the time forward and you don't have enough courage, you have to grind for that and then come back and do that. Like, it, it's just like you have to have a spreadsheet next to you Damn. in order to get this mid max your time efficiently. And there's a lot of soul soul links to 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 max up and you need to get those soul links to max. You know what I'm saying that you get you get so much rewarded not just your persona xp you know but other things happen uh, especially with certain characters in four which is quite 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 good i feel like it's a bit bittersweet almost sometimes you know um persona 4 i mean it's 80 hours and i would say most of the time you're going through days so quickly trying to hang out with this girl this guy or do your job to to do this or to get enough courage plus get close to this person and it's just that right there if you probably look at it that way you're not going to have a good time yeah. but if um i would say the reason why i'm okay with this is i do enjoy the interactions um a lot a lot more like i felt it a lot more in five i was just like what the fuck and it made me stop playing it's funny because people will be listening and be like liam you know never finishes rpgs or blah 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 but i really like them and stuff and i think the difference is for me with persona 5 and persona 4 which has almost exactly the same time management nonsense that you have to deal with or being limited to doing things and then you have to go do your job and you have to do all those different things is some of us are a lot more streamlined, you, you know, because it's limited by being originally a PS2 game. You leave a building, somebody talks to you, and then you go to a place, and then you do the social link, and you talk to the people you need to. Whereas in Persona 5, it's, it's like you'd have it's six ridiculous. different people. It's a harder six, game. Persona 5 is a harder game. It's like it's six different people you'd have to talk to in that run. And like, you know, it's like returning to the house in Persona 5, and the guy in the cafe as you walk in, every time talking to you. Like, and then you go every upstairs. Time. And then, yeah, so it's a lot more streamlined. And it's I, it's, I don't think it's streamlined on purpose. It's a, it's a limitation of what the game was originally, which is PS2 yes. game. But that's good. It's good. It, it's good. And that's the it's game, good. if you're going to beat one, even though everyone likes Joker and all that, and I, I agree, Joker is a better character. I still think three is my favorite, but four is the best game. Yeah, I, I would I would like to play three again, but man, God, if I got to go back 
before four. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Let me tell you, and, and I, it's not that I care about graphics that much. I mean, you see the games I play, but you know, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to be playing pixels. Like part of the anime stuff is like, you want to see some anime, man. And, and that's the thing. You don't, you don't really see a lot of anime in, in four. I mean, five you just had cut scenes all the time yeah. i mean you, it's very so many cool shit was going on i almost wish that they they just P p4 got remade <laughs> because it <laughs> would be so good it would be so i i i, I want to say i want to say the the whole girlfriend thing you like you have to pick one if you want to max out your link that is incredibly frustrating because you don't want to have multiple girlfriends because you'll get no, like no. some scenes right you'll get yeah. some surprises yeah yeah some scenes will happen if you try that kids it's not like bat like game breaking scenes it's just it will just if you like to have your atmosphere a certain way i think it might break it to have like that one scene on whatever day that would mess it up yeah why did it take them a decade to make Persona 5 and like three years to make Persona 4? I don't know. Persona 5 is production budget values to the nth degree more than 4. Yeah. The animation that must have gone into 5 is insane. And the voice acting on top, Persona 4 doesn't have as much voice acting. It does have a lot of voice acting. doesn't have as much as 5. Completely 3D, PS4. I mean, it was originally PS3. It was only six years, right? Persona 4 came out in what, 2010? And Persona 5 came out in 2016? So, oh no, 2008 Persona 4 came out in Japan. I can't believe, I can't believe Persona 5 is, is like old, you know? Yeah, yeah, it came weird? out in Japan on PS3 when I, the year after I moved here, and I was very tempted, and then the PS4 version came out. And uh, oh, you I, got I Royal. bought it. You have Royal. No, I didn't buy Royal. Oh. No, I, I, I think I've thought about going back to P5 a lot. I, I just don't want to. And now I understand. There's so much expectation around Five and stuff like that because of how beloved Persona has become and stuff like that. And I just don't. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of just gonna wait. I think for whatever's next from Atlas. I'd rather go back and play P3 or P4 to be honest. I think I have to beat at least one. Well, George bought it for for me four, so I have to beat it. On top of, I need to beat at least one P four game, you know. And I need to. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Feel that emptiness that I would feel after I complete an eighty hour game about anime people and their pervy oh, habits. God. Like I just have to know what that feels like. And it, it, this <laughs> well. is what this is what Pat felt um, after beating. P five, not four, but five. So um, I'm gonna. I see think if you're I always that. gonna have that sort of feeling if you stick with an RPG anyway. I think that's the thing RPGs have in their favor is if you put the time investment in anyway, whether the game is bad or good, you tend to always have some sort of fond memory about it anyway because of the Stockholm syndrome that comes with playing an eighty to one hundred hour RPG. Dude, and going back to what we talked about with decks about reviews on Steam. Anybody was wondering, Persona 4 came out two weeks ago? 10 out of 10 rating on Steam. 15,810 reviews on Steam. And I imagine a lot of that is people who have already played the game. 
Not I bet Alice is going to be like, whoa, I guess we have to release stuff on PC now. No shit. Please release no the, <laughs> the PSP version of Persona 3. And I know people people get annoyed with the whole, like, release it on PC thing. But, like, come on. Like, release it on PC. It's, it, it's made on computers. Like, you might as well just, you might as well get a little PC port going on. You might as well. That Sony money is good, though. The suspicion is that that 15,000 user reviews is just 2% of how many copies they mm-hmm. would have sold. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah that is, that a is lot. N- nuts. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this game this game would probably sell over half a million, at least, I would imagine, on Steam. I mean, so it's massive. Already, they got their money back, they, and, and it's going to keep selling. It's going to keep selling. It's P4. I, I do... If I beat P4, and you're saying P4, three is good i might want to go back because that was my first persona i never beat it because my friend uh destroyed my ps2 but persona 5 not persona royale included just persona 5 sold 3.2 million copies worldwide for a fucking long ass crazy niche japanese rpg that's insane so then you have the royal figures on top of that and then you think about how popular ps uh, i mean i wonder how much what, persona 4 golden like look compared to something else well what's another niche that fits that uh, uh, the dragon near automata dragon's dogma no near near is a platinum game i don't know if it's the same like probably dragon quest like i feel like that's niche enough like no one really talks about dragon i quest. think the numbers in japan would in be- japan they do dragon quest is huge oh that was worldwide japan. That wasn't U.S. only. That was worldwide. Oh shit! You've got you've got to compare it to something like Xenoblade Chronicles, right? This you know beloved RPG that's almost uh, ten years old. No one talks about Xenoblade, that's for sure. What? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard about it in in months. I haven't heard about it at all, man. I, you, you hear about it? it Xenoblade is like, oh. You, you want to play like a really cool game on the Wii? <laughs> That's Xenoblade. <laughs> no one in my social circle talks about it. Or the 3DS or Switch? Excuse me. Oh, okay. Oh, playing the Wii. You're talking uh-huh. about a game that just came to PC from the PlayStation Vita. I don't think it's going to like to stand up. But Persona is such like, it's a thing. It's been a thing in, like throughout high school, like my high school years. You know, always. Always, my friends, all you know, we all watched anime. It's like, oh man, you play Persona? Like, it used to sell out at GameStop all the time, at least in in Miami. You know, it was like that niche thing that everyone got, kind of like what Demon Souls was at first, and then all the crazy people got and it. And then it it was no longer niche. Yeah, it ended up being a much huger. I I have thing. a kind of an interesting question. Yeah. Um, at the stage of the story that I'm at, um, the, the big thing that's hooking me in so far basically is like the liveliness of the characters. You guys were mentioning that earlier, how like fun and colorful the music is so good. The game's style is what's keeping me going so far. But one thing that I also think is really interesting is that, um, unlike your usual coming of age, supernatural mystery, the kids in this are actually Speaking of immaturity, they're actually kind of dumb like actual high schoolers would be. So I, I, I can't help but wonder this whole time, why don't they tell any of the adults? 
They swear that the adults won't believe them that supernatural crazy stuff is happening in the neighborhood, but they also have flip phones. And it's, it's 2008. They have flip phones. They could take pictures of the Midnight Channel. They could take pictures of them getting swooped into TVs and then and, and, and tell the adults. And No, I don't but know, the adults I... know, though. They know about the Midnight Channel? I'm, yeah, they do know about the, well, the, the, oh, that's right. You're not far. Okay. Not, not, not to say that they know about the midnight channel. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's not spoil it. There's been a, yeah, you're only, you're only five hours in. What am I, what am I, I'm just going to spill out spoilers for you, but there, there is like, there is a part where one of the person, one of the people who get kidnapped say what happened to them and they just looked at him like he was crazy. So, um, that's kind of how they react. But there are, there are other things. There are other things that happened, ha- that happen. So yeah, I mean, I got, I got like like what seventy five hours. Don't play P five. Don't play P five. And the thing is, you're not gonna, you're not gonna finish this. You're not gonna finish this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it right now, right now, on whatever episode we're on right now, that you're not gonna finish this. You gave it you gave it to me. So so I can hold your torch and I'll feed you information to say on the podcast. Don't worry, I got you, George. I got you. I'll be like, yo, George, all right, so this is the end. You beat it. Okay? George, do you wanna make a do you wanna make a p- Patreon incentive that we alternate? I'll stream Xenoblade Chronicles, you'll stream Persona, and one day in 20 years time. We will have both finished those two games. The the thing is, is because it's not a George game. It's not a George game and it's 80 hours and you know it's 80 hours. And in your mind, you're like, this is 80 hours. I'm not going to be able to finish this. This is 80 hours. I'm not going to be. You're not going to enjoy your save file time. And you're like, yeah, like 26 hours in. And this feels like it's already gone on forever. But the yeah. hook could still happen. Like I haven't been hating it. There's just like that, that, that hook. You'll get happened. hooked on the story, and you'll get hooked on the characters. I think that will happen. I think George, yeah. you, you have watched anime. You will find the intriguing. It like it's it's almost highbrow anime, right? It's like yeah, death like note I, that's levels. that's what I like about but, this stuff. Yeah, but the combat is what will wear you down. You oh, specifically, boy. the dungeons okay. are not as yeah. The not dungeons either. are randomly generated, so. Out of the five hours that I've played, there has been an incredibly small amount of gameplay in that time, and it was in a dungeon where I had the choice to pick a bonus that would cause enemies not to react to me, and I just picked that one and went straight to the boss and knocked it out, and like, out of five hours of playing, that dungeon- Oh no, you're not going to be able to do that all the time, George. Oh man, the game is going to get you. Unless you put it on easy, you put it on easy and do that. A lot of people do that stuff. Yeah, you just can't say it on the internet or else you'll get dunked on. Why? Man, like, because I, then you're not a I, real I, gamer. I played a game on easy. I, I don't know. I remember which one, but it's like, it's like one of those very specific games where you're just like, I, I, oh. I ain't dealing oh, with now, this now, shit. <laughs> now we're going to be getting comments about that. If you like playing games on easy, that's fine. There's nothing that's wrong with fine. it. There's nothing wrong with playing a game on easy, man. It depends on where, where you're at, man. Well, I'm, I'm a hardcore dude. I play things on normal though, most of the time. So you should play Persona Three on easy. I said it's a normal because I want to feel like I'm a normal person. So you'll 
what what about those who like play on easy? But the thing is, getting through it or not getting through it, you know? Yeah. What about somebody who finishes Persona 4? I want to say 3 because it's my favorite. But Persona 4 on easy, and they've finished it. But you never finish it, so your story doesn't matter. And you were just playing alone. Who'd you want to be? Who would you rather be? I have a question for you guys that the might... deflection. Yeah, exactly, because I don't know <laughs> if I want to pick those people, because this could be worse. How different would the experience actually be of rolling around in bed watching this, of a playthrough of this on YouTube, instead of rolling around in bed, tapping A on a controller that I'm like, craning my neck around to see on the screen on the other side of the oh, room because it's, it's just it's tapping a if if i'm not in a dungeon or pressing mm. a on a battle screen it, it feels like i'm just pressing a no because it's a game about having your favorite people that you like and that you want to max out the social links with because you're not going to do it again and you only get one shot with some people and and, and you can always as matt said it's time management so you got to choose who's your favorite yeah. Who's and my then, favorite and, girl. And if you're watching a streamer player or a YouTuber and they pick your the person you don't like, like somebody's like, oh, I'm gonna pick yeah. you know, Yukiko or whatever, and like you're like, no, what are you doing? That like, means no. for the next 20 hours you watch them play, you're like, oh, they, they should have chosen Watson. Yeah, no one wants uh, to do the the hospital janitor job and meet the devil. Like no one wants that, you know? That sounds intriguing though. They want to. They want to hang out with. Uh, how do you say her name? I keep looking at it and I see her eyes. Chie. Oh. Oh. Chie, yeah. I like Chie. Chie is cool. Well, Chie seems like the one they're just setting you up for. So. No. You're talking about Yukiko. I don't think so. No. They definitely set you up for uh, Yukiko like pretty heavily. Yeah, Yukiko is the traditional Japanese yeah. uh, maiden who needs saving. Like but, I'm very beautiful, know. and I come from a family of money. You know, type and of... my there's a lot of societal pressure on me because I'm both beautiful and from a popular family. It's very Japanese. And I giggle Jeez. all the time because I'm cute. You know, yeah. like it's it's funny. Jeez. Like it, they're not they're not bad characters. They they have like this trait that make you like them. You know, I I really like him. I like Yosuke a lot as well. Yes, I would. I like him way better than the guy that they had, the troublemaker guy, in five. I he yeah. annoyed the crap. Because it's out funny because they've all descended downwards. Like Junpei in Persona Three, Junpei, I like Junpei. He was fine, and he was kind of not. You know the gun. He looks like the the gun seller in Persona Five. So I think you know he's kind of meant to be like an adult guy. But then you go to Yosuke, and Yosuke is kind of like a younger, mm. not so confident, but kind of swarmy guy. And then you got right in the middle, which is the blonde guy Ryuji. From P5, which is like, he's a delinquent, but he's also a teenager. And he's kind of just like, he's kind of middle ground. And that makes him a little less interesting to me. Whereas, you know, Yosuke and Junpei, they're both completely different. Had but similar character tropes type characters. Chie is unfortunately the poor girl who will hang out with boys. And in Japan, she'll be constantly told she'll never marry anybody. (laughs) I'm so confused by that. Why would it decrease your chances of marrying a boy if you increase the amount of time you spend getting to know boys? Because that's... Well, Japan is different from here. Very Japanese of a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, know. Like, drastically different. Like, the amount of anime, 
you know, they, if you watch a lot of anime, not to say that that would give you an idea, but my God. What? what? Yeah. Woof. Woof, man. Liam, I would love to, like, explore and ask questions when I get over there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just, 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 just to understand all these little holes that I have. Yeah, I've been there before, but like, like truly just sit and and go to like the country and like really understand like, what are these people thinking? It's great. Like, it's great. They have some problems like every other country in Japan seems to resonate through their culture, through their soft power. Video games and anime display Japan in a very Japanese way. It's why Japan is. Yeah. And it's why Japanese has, uh, Japan has such a strong identity, but it's because a lot more so than I think our cultures, I think, because we like to create high fantasy and we like to, uh, you know, o- over-exaggerate a lot. I think Persona 4 is a great example of something that is so very down to its essence Japanese and like everything around it outside of, you know, what happens inside of the TV. And I mean, even elements of that are very Japanese, but the whole structure of the city and the way they go to school and how they have practice afterwards and then they go hang out in the mall because you can't go around to somebody's house and hang out because it's it's too small and families are there and then you know they go home and they sit and they watch the 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 news on japanese tv like it's very japanese super super japanese and i think that's why persona 4 feels quite magical to a lot of people because it is japan it is very different and 80 hours of talking to cute girls with a bubbly, lively personality written into them. I, I can see it. There, there are guys. cute boys. There are cute, cute boys. boys in there. Um, so a lot of cute boys. It, would you say, uh, Liam, that a lot of things are are weird? Um, a lot of media, even 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 the smut stuff, because they're being made by just like the older generation? Um, and not the younger generation. I feel like there's a clear difference. Like even on the train when I was there, the younger people talk on a train, but the older people just like they're like quiet, completely Mm. quiet. They have different. I think, and also most of Japanese media is made by men, right? And Japan, exactly. It's no strange to anybody, as I've mentioned, that Japan's sexual immaturity is quite prevalent and. Men in Japan are kind of so forty-year-old men. I don't making... necessarily want to think it; it's their fault, but it's what they're subjected to. Right? It is yeah. the the fetishization of young schoolgirls. Like, it's so hard to explain to people why in Japan, like, what is a running theme through a lot of anime, through a lot of video games in Japan? It's high school, and it's like that's because in Japan there is so much pressure put upon people when they're in high school. It's like the defining moment of your life mm. because what happens in high school defines what happens for almost the rest of your life right for us it's almost like your job and then maybe your first job sucks so you get a second job and you start a career or the first time you meet a partner right for us there are multiple times where we can say our life was defined by a certain moment yeah but in in japan it's when like kids commit themselves to a club and that and the people in the club tend to be their friends who will be their friends for life. It's also, depending on how well you perform, for us, university is the most important thing, right? But in Japan, it's like, once you do high school, if you get into a good university, that's it. 
that's all the work over. It's almost like a formality going to university and then getting a degree because you're guaranteed by going to that university that you'll get a job at Panasonic, Sony, uh, Toshiba, or any of those big companies. And then you're set for life because Japan is a hierarchical structure where you company loyalty matters and you get treated really nicely and you get paid big bonuses and then you just keep going up and up and up. Yes, and it's super boring and and sucks for us. And that's but that's why Japan has been the way it has been. <laughs> it sucks for, for us, white man. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry, George. Do you have a question, my friend? Um, I just I just wanted to ask how familiar you are with this whole system of how like you're supposed to apply for high schools and like submit resumes when 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 you're. I don't know how young was that age going to cut off at what age did they put that kind of pressure on a kid to, to start putting in immediately, almost immediately. Uh, It depends. uh, Japan school is super, super important. And high school, I mean, it depends on location, right? A lot of people move for high schools and stuff like that, but they are ranked and they are, and depending on where you come from, it can really almost denigrate your position in society like people laugh at you if you come from a bad high school or whatever or known as one of the bad high schools but that's we laugh at the people who care about that i used to live in a in a like a block in kyoto where the apart the single apartments that were not in big buildings or they were owned and they had more than i want to say two ldk which is Mm -hmm. a certain size they were costing in the millions to buy. And the people who owned them had like Lamborghinis and shit like that. And they were they were in this tiny block area that I was living in near the queue office. And it was because, it was so expensive because three of the best elementary schools were in that area. So everybody who wanted to live in Kyoto who had money lived in that block because they wanted to send their kids to those good elementary schools. And it, it's cray cray how much that can influence things. The rich get get richer but then a lot of japan is like persona 4 where it's the countryside and there is only one school now all the kids go to there and that's why they they never leave the area and they stay around because they they'll go to the local university and the local high school and then they'll they'll unfortunately by the way japan is it's hard to i want to say be a self-made man right japan isn't set up like our Mm. countries are or western countries are to be like the American dream, grab a hammer and some nails, build yourself a store, and you can be you can be living the dream, right? Like Japan is not like that. It's like, hey, study, get into a good high school, or go to high school and then get good scores out of that high school because you can still go to a bad high school and get really good scores and then go to university, but that's a lot harder because the teachers who get hired to work in those high schools tend to be not great teachers. Because teachers get moved around every year. Um, and that's out of teachers' controls as well. So Japan is like a governing body run. And then, you know, then once you've done all that, get hired by PlayStation or Sony and then just work. And then it's why you hear stories of like, how did Miyamoto get signed up to work at Nintendo? Well, he was a, what was he? He was like an industrial design student who went to Kyoto University, that's super good, and then got hired on as an artist. Like, he started at the lowest, even though he had an industrial design degree from one of the best universities. 
and then you know worked it worked his way up probably didn't imagine he'd be working in video games such a difference compared to the u.s and the uk too we, we have this whole this whole dynamic of like making fun of people for peaking in high school, right? But it sounds like over there, it's if you did good in high school, it's like a legitimate bragging point that you're keeping oh, yeah. around on your resume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's nuts. And parents take it so seriously as well. That's why, like, it's scary and nuts. everything is revolved around <sighs> high school in Japanese media. The porn, all the girls wear high school uniforms. Um, Anime, a lot of it is slice of life anime or romance anime that takes place around high school age. And it's why movies like, um, what's its name? Your Name and stuff like that, that it's set during high school. It's, it's, I found it so weird because there's so much, there's so much I want to see outside of that high school bubble. I want to know more about the daily life outside of high school and uh, but when you see them walk around in 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 when you're in japan it's like salary man guys you know you want a salary man game <laughs> that's the thing is i think i think like you know japanese life for the most part for adults is quite boring right yeah it is salary man job it, the, but the women seem nice. fine though the women seem like they're having fun well japan but the guys are like very housewife Huh? Yeah, the women you see outside might be a different pool than the whole entire population. Uh... Japan definitely has a culture of housewife and husband who earns the money and then, you know, go spend that money, go treat Oof. yourself, like, then have like... a baby and stay home and look after the baby and then never sleep with each other after that and then just cheat on each other. It's, Japan's going to be wild when you're an adult. It has societal issues just like anywhere else does. It's not a paradise, and if you come expecting that, or you come expecting it to be like an anime. It's it's not. That's the reality of it. But well, yeah. it is interesting to see. Yeah, I, I see. I, I would like to understand that a bit because it's just there's no way for me to comprehend it now because I I just don't. This is the little things you would have to learn about Japan and how it is to grow up there and how what is expected of you how how people are treated as this, like when you pick a certain route in life like I, I oh my god it would be so interesting but this is just like there's nothing out there to actually like figure this out you, you could probably read a few books but i mean uh i don't really it. have any i mean japan it's so hard to describe yeah it it's is, something yeah. you just learn by being here and that's the thing is japan is such a society-based place that it's kind of easy to describe because once you know it everybody knows the same story or everyone knows the same thing or whereas america and the uk and australia or canada or whatever or you know that's english-speaking it's 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 funny countries everybody's individual there's so much going on there's it's all very different yeah it's it's like here like you can meet people who literally just went through life not n- noticing a god dang thing. Mm. Like even now, like you just did not notice a dang. Like they're all they're in all their own world since they were born, and that's happened here like so many times. So it's, it's funny. It's funny. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Anyways, the, the... we went down a rabbit hole. 
of uh yeah yeah we kind of did i wonder what persona 4 is a very good representation of japan put it that way then just play that and you'll you know you'll get a good the countryside every how everything's set up i think it's i think it's pretty good representation it Um, does feel like playing a yakuza game through the eyes of teenagers who still believe in magic for like the last two years of their life they might be doing that yakuza is like a great an only club it, it yeah it's like a great representation of a very specific aspect of japanese life in tokyo or osaka and structurally and how the environment is set up it's a great representation you have fights randomly else, on the street no <laughs> no, no hey like your big, shirt's not guys. tucked in let's go that part is very rare it's like you have money let me hit you yeah god yeah, i i, I that, was like that, my favorite thing in yakuza zero it's just like fighting the big guy coins that. spilling out in the street after you defeat a bad guy it's just like man he has a lot of money i'm definitely gonna kick his ass i'm definitely gonna kick his ass dude do we have time to talk about warzone a bit switch gears from from japanese it depends, George, and what you have to, to say <laughs> it really does <laughs> i think i can be quick like what i would just straight up actually want to do is shout it out as a recommendation like like what really you were doing a couple weeks ago okay yeah i i really really like it i think it is a iterative improvement upon the battle royale genre that takes things a step above my previous favorite which was apex legends now call of duty warzone is my new favorite i do miss how much character and color and life apex legends has in comparison to it though Like, the gunplay in Warzone scratches me better. The player count absolutely does. But the big thing that sells it for me is the, uh, what the crossplay does to that difficulty curve. Like, it makes it so much more... It's not true, though, George. Like, what you're saying there is, like, you keep saying it, but it's not true. Okay, okay, let's explain for the listeners. Call of Duty Warzone includes crossplay features where console players can play against pc players and i am of the opinion that when you go up against a console player you can kind of tell because they spray and pray and they're easy kills and i like getting those easy kills it makes me feel good if that were true then you would just be murdering everyone george you'd just be murdering and winning games but that's not that's not that's not what happens though <laughs> it's like because pad players have you seen a good pad player before they're gods there are gods. They can do stuff that I can never do with my mouse. I could never do with my mouse. Like, they're, they're not shit at all. Like, there's a little bit of auto-aim. Like, even, even the guy you were playing with actually, like, knew what he was doing. And, and that was, that was a, a change of fresh air, I'll tell you that. Because me, me, and, me and Pat be sweating be sweating and we'd be getting we'd be getting real close to to a win so that that's the difference when we played on squad on on squads uh all four of us you can see the clear difference when everyone's communicating with each other and we actually just him actually reach top 10 every single time like every single game we played after like the first match was top 10 we, and it was just because we we're communicating I, I also think it's because Call of Duty Warzone is easier than Apex Legends to win. I've and I won think in because... Apex multiple times, but I can't win in, in Warzone. It's cursed. It's cursed for me. Apex, I feel, is like an easier game to win at. And and that's just... It, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's not It's not like they consoles have like some snap aim or anything like that. It's just Yeah, I really don't know. This is the opposite for me. 
I feel like I know what I'm getting when I'm playing <laughs> playing like a, a a mouse player. <laughs> I don't know. I I hate to like have the momentum of this stuff kind of stop there because it literally it does feel like the opposite to me. Like I I can get shot at by a player and instantly have that Call of Duty lightning strike of you just dropping dead for no reason. Or I can go up against a player who's still late in the match and high up in the scoreboard, but is like trying to hit me with follow up shots instead and is is not doing as much sprinting as the other players like it's you can tell mm. I, I feel and and I I mean, I don't know how hard the science has been done, but the pro players of various esports who are playing games made for mouse and keyboard like like you can look at the video and see a very okay you know what F besides all that point the one <laughs> the biggest actual problem i have besides whether or not you and my experiences match up for the same in the minutiae level is just that it feels kind of soulless it feels very very dispassionately designed like they clocked into work to hammer this thing out it's called call of duty modern warfare Warzone. Like uh, the Black Ops 4 Battle Royale mode we were playing earlier, Blackout had alien ray guns and zombies every now and then. There was at least a little bit more life to it, a little bit more fun and fantasy. That's what I miss here. It feels like it's good technically, but not aesthetically. And I feel like it's a little deflating to have something become my new favorite thing in the genre that has this gritty, realistic, unimaginative style when my previous favorite thing in the series had giant 60 foot dinosaurs in the background of the map and a robot that said I hope we have fun and don't die before you begin a match it's funny it's fun and and, and in Call of Duty Warzone all the funny and funs happen from, from you giggling at the gameplay no one, no one in the game is going to be deliberately making those jokes you just get sick kills I'm I'm okay with the the style. It's 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 Call of Duty. I don't really expect much, and there's like cool guns and stuff. Um, I would say technically Ooh, it's cool a guns. piece. It's a yeah, like whatever. Like I would say it's not optimized. Uh, that shit's held together yeah. by duct tape. Um, yeah, frame rates go up and down all over. But I really like that game. You're telling me with a hundred gigabyte download they have their bugs? Yeah. A wow. hundred gigabytes. And it's shit. Like you have to install a shader every time you you load up the game. And you'll have like glitches if you if you don't let it finish. Every time. It is the worst. But I really like it. <laughs> I really like it. Cause when you get a good team going, it's it's so fun. It's so fun, and you can hear people die as well. Like when everyone, when you, when you uh, kill someone and send them to the gulag or death, um, you can hear you like hear a short chat. like clip, like two second mm -hmm. clip of their their last comms. Nice. And it's like, oh fuck, and then, you know, it's just like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I actually got a oh come on, man. Yeah, like I, I I sprinted around a corner, blasted a guy dead, and heard through my microphone, "Oh, come on!" And it was yeah, just it, it it makes it that much better. Um, uh, this feels like the first super duper polished fun Call of Duty I've played that doesn't feel like it's using twelve year old Quake Three technology. No, twenty year old Quake Three technology. Have you noticed, Matt, that when you walk forward, you are faster than when you walk backwards or strafe? 
and how like like floppy and loose the movement feels compared to the normal Call of Duties. Like how how gunplay is heavier <laughs> on the recoil. Your your your. That's a very George you, thing. I I don't know. I can't compare it to other Call of Duties. I've I've skipped Call of Duty so many times. I skipped so. The, how does it compare to the Black Ops? Was it Black Ops? Yeah, Black Ops Four had Blackout, and that's Blackout original. It just doesn't feel like that big of a step from the normal Call of Duty styling from from Blackout. Like I remember us having similar days in Blackout, not as good. Like this, this feels like a more improved, polished version of Blackout, where Matt and I would get some friends together, have some fun helicopter rides, some fun jeep rides, and and we played it like three times and kind of forgot about it. But this time we've already played. What we've had three good sessions, but I'm going to give it more. I really like the solo mode in this one. This Warzone has a good solo mode. Yeah, people are just camping in the corner. Uh, it's, it's great fun. Yeah, I, I, that's when I, I go full sweat mode. I put on my open backs. Your camelbacks? I put on my open backs, put up the volume way up, and I'm like, I'm going to hear you fools walking around in this house waiting for me to move. <laughs> I just keep coming out and running after them. I don't like playing like that, man. So I try to get them out there and freak them out. Oh, my God, someone's coming through the door. Throw a little, throw a little, 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 uh, little tactical action. Little stun grenade one corner, come through the window. What's up, boy? Contracts contracts are smart, too. The game gives you little short-term four-minute goals um, to go fetch something elsewhere on the map, and that gets people moving out of their hiding spots. Yeah, but it's people, like people don't do mix, it because they I think, think they're going to win at the end by sitting there doing nothing. So it's, Eventually, something prompts you into moving, which I like. Anyways. The gas. The, um, but... I, I would say one thing if if uh for people who like audio like me, the footsteps in this game is a little ridiculous and inconsistent. So you know it's Warzone is free, so you can always like test it out. But if you're you're playing another BR, I don't know. Bruh. Yeah, Bruh. You might you might want to stay with it because if I don't know, audio makes or breaks the game for me sometimes. I just don't like hearing someone that is coming up on me and they're like, I don't know, like on the roof. And I can't tell if they're on the roof or, or below me. Like it, it irritates me um, when you down. can play like any other game. And it's just, it's just way better. <laughs> they really, really messed up a lot of things. Um, I don't know what these dudes are doing. Do not know what these dudes are doing. Yep. Uh, we should get one of those guys on the on the podcast so we can we can complain to them like yo when are you gonna fix Warzone we could be we could be the angry <laughs> we could be the angry uh, players that and Sons podcast Sons. where the we, trial the trial episode yeah 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 where where we bash devs who obviously and, don't have control over what bullshit gets just worked on. But we bashed right, them for in our, our our legal rights to we, uh we bashed the artists for uh for footsteps. We'll we'll put them on trial for footsteps for um uh having like like kinda kinda loose movement. Uh maybe for not having aliens and zombies and fun colorful characters and calling the game Call of Duty Warzone. Other than that, the game's fantastic and fine. But what we're not going to put them on trial for is for being too sexy. 
Is this a segue? That was a segue. The segue has been done. We have segged our way into an absolutely insane news story about a guy suing Twitch because oh, the streamers yes. are too scandalous. Uh-huh. They're too sexy. They are exacerbating this man's crippling masturbation addiction. Right. Eric Estavillo is suing Twitch for $25 million in damages for exposing him to overly suggestive and sexual content from various female streamers. Eric Estavillo claims that he suffers from depression, OCD, panic disorder, agoraphobia, and Crohn's <laughs> disease. He claims that the Twitch user experience has exacerbated all those conditions by suggesting many suggestive female streamers who are using the immediate gratification of microtransactions that cause them to kiss at the camera or give some kind of sexy microphone noises that would cause sexually addicted viewers to suffer no different from how a casino would would be exploiting gambling addicted uh, customers. And in this man's lawsuit, which is very long and in black and white and written completely seriously in legalese across like, like I'm looking at a 56 page document here that's in black and white with with pagination and citation and super text and every now and then you'll scroll past a picture of like like amaranth squeezing her cleavage in the in the frame the plaintiff explains in this lawsuit that he has purchased a fleshlight which went previously largely unused until twitch but now often ends up chafing his penis with the device every day Quote, the plaintiff often stays open for hours staring at the breasts of girl streamers, which ends up damaging his retina and making his eyes bloodshot for days. Eye drops do nothing to hide his shame from his parents. Quote, is another actual line from that lawsuit. Uh, Thirdly, quote, the plaintiff once ejaculated into his PC monitor, causing a short circuit and a small fire, causing his apartment to black out temporarily. (laughs) Uh, uh, quote, quote, end quote. That's that's the end of the quote. I hate everything about this. This guy, this guy. Sorry, I'm, I we might personal attack uh, Eric right now, but uh, this guy does not get invited to parties, dude. For sure, this guy does not give a fuck. He does not get invited. I mean, it has to be legit, right? Like, well. That's the the lawsuit. I mean, he gave information that could be extremely embarrassing. This guy doesn't care. This guy believes yes. in his like his lawsuit. I'm assuming. Yes. Right. And this is this is true because as he's, it turns out, he's been at it for over a decade. What if I told you that way back in 2009, same person, Eric Estevillo was opening up some court cases against Blizzard, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo for various gamer offenses from 10 years ago. Uh, in, in Sony's case, he sued, he sued them for banning him off the network for breaking the rules. In Microsoft's case, he sued them for the Red Ring of Death uh, facing the, the first few runs of Xbox 360s. And in Nintendo's case, it had something... Did he win? No. In Nintendo's case, it had something to do with the the homebrew channel messing up consoles. Wait, what? And in those lawsuits back in those days, he specifically said he does not have friends. 
no. in this lawsuit that he he put out a week ago, he says that he has all these crippling mental disorders that have coalesced into a sex addiction that's causing him to burn his house down from jerking off to Twitch too how, much. How old is this guy? I could probably actually look it up and tell you, but I don't know off the back of my head. Where is his parents? I guess at home in a different house than him because he went to law school. He went to law school? No, he did not. I'm pretty sure that's what you have to do to learn how to learn this. Um, Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, Eric Estevillo is on LinkedIn. He says that his education was at the University of California in Los Angeles, and his one and only job is a retired litigator of the San Francisco Bay Area from 1999 to 2003. So he's fucking old. Yeah. How? Yeah. How, like, man, self-respect is on a... Ooh. Man, you know I'm trying. I'm trying not to make fun of this guy because he obviously has some issues. He made a biography of his life called "The PSN Plaintiff" that you can buy on Amazon for six dollars. Now let, let's go with the two percent rule. How many reviews? Four. <laughs> one out of five reviews. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Four, one out of five. So if we're going by that rule and it being one out of five, I mean, we could we could probably, like, change those numbers, change the equation a little bit. Probably didn't sell much. On March 24th, 1980, I, Eric Stavilio, was born in San Jose, California. At 80. first, I came into this world just like everybody else, a clean slate with my whole life ahead of me. While my interest into this world and the early development of the video game market may seem irrelevant to each other, years later they would end up going hand in hand. I am the man who is famously known for suing Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Activision and Blizzard. And, and that this win. is my story. So 1980. So he's 40. He's 40. Some probably, probably, some, um, probably told him, dude, you're famous, dude. You should probably write a book. You probably read a book, bro. You sell a lot of copies, man. And he's like, yeah, man, I'll write a book. Writes a book. Oh, man, I got 10 cells. He's probably so happy. He's probably so happy he got 10 cells, man. I'm skimming through the lawsuit documents now, and it almost seems like he was using it as an excuse to write a big, long essay about his 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 personal problems with like sex addiction and, and his mental health and he, he included the story of him jacking off into his monitor and blacking out his yeah. apartment like yeah he really wanted to talk about that he really wanted to go dive a deep dive into the, that, the gritty details of his flashlight usage like that come was, on like this, this is item something wrong here his flashlight he's either a troll something's wrong or because i refuse to believe a sane person is suing all these people and writing all that stuff about him like come on you're you you get nothing from this the 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 judge is probably up there looking like 
Wait, what? Why the fuck are you wasting my time? What's happening here? Like what? It's yeah. <laughs> He's probably gay. Who, who She's is probably gay? Who is who is his lawyer? Who, who's the who's the it's idiot? Probably, it's probably him. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is representing himself. Ah. I mean, who would? There you go. There you have it. Who? I mean, he's the man. Like who? Who? Who has the balls to represent Eric? You know, Only Eric's got to go it alone, Eric dude. Is God. Eric's gotta gotta solve this problem for his own self. <laughs> Jeez, it's just man. I still can't believe that I can scroll through a legal document and find on one page a description of a monitor being set on fire by projectile ejaculate from a flashlight, and then no more than two pages before are these like hot bikini pics of sexy Twitch streamers in black and white with little captions underneath them on every page. <laughs> Like specifically explaining what the picture is exactly of for the court. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Some of these streamers are uh, doing some really crazy stuff. I've never seen streamers do stuff like this before. Clocking in hours. Probably because a lot of it is from what like I way I, back. Well, a lot of it is probably off Twitch. There's, there's just like modeling photos of them that were not on Twitch. Oh in, yeah, in I've, okay. I've seen the whole Twitter uh, thirst traps. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen this those. is this is from Jessica Negri's OnlyFans. These screenshots in this lawsuit, <laughs> Eric Estovillo's lawsuit. <laughs> Yo, listen. Anyways, these girls are taking your money. You can complain all all you guys can play all you want, but they get paid. They get I'm, I'm not complaining. Son. Times are hard. Gotta respect the hustle. Gotta respect the hustle. Speaking of of um selling sexy pictures of one's body, uh, we have more information now. We have an update on the Cyberpunk 277 genital customization fiasco of 2020. <laughs> I, 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 I think... what is this? Is the fucking Japan sex zone combined with the Twitch sex zone combined with the Polish cyberpunk the, sex this zone? This is the P the the P four episode right here, where it's just we're just tossing a bunch of just pervy for no reason for no reason. What do you mean no reason? You, okay, okay. For starters, <laughs> the theme. Uh, that thump, the audible thump that you are our, our, our favorite listener heard just then, actually was Liam face palming. For seconders, this is what you wanted, right? Remember we were talking about the siren in Final Fantasy and how her pubes were censored for the PSN re-release? And you were like, no, no, this is news. This is what I want, George. <laughs> that was Matt, not me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was probably me. That was I'm probably squeaking me. at Matt I don't want right to talk now. about China. No, you want to talk about, about, about uh, the, the... Cyberpunk? What are some good euphemisms for pubes? The cyber spikes, the um, the bush. There, the, there are uh, only two kinds of penises and one type of vagina. Come okay, on. Okay, yeah, let's guys. get right into it. For 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 reference, um, pre they sent out <laughs> some previews. We have numbers. <laughs> there there are two kind two kinds of penises, three kinds of nipples, five kinds of pubic hair, and only one kind of vagina. That seems weird, Come on. right? And yeah. five types of yeah. pubic hair? Five? Like, yeah. like, most like, most gamers won't even see one type of vagina, so, you know. Oh, <laughs> shit! 
So what? You want more than yeah. enough, right? One is just enough, but we want more than enough. I don't know if it counts oh. as a customization options too. If there's just <laughs> one option. Oh, I no, can't. Not our listeners, course, though. I our can't. listeners you, are. No, I'll, no, of course they're not gamers. Our listeners have seen have seen multiple vaginas and possibly multiple dicks as well. So you know, <laughs> I don't know about that. Here on, on our Patreon supported Dad and Sons podcast, no, we are no longer we, that's done. That's the soon done. to be sued by Emilio, <laughs> whatever his name was. Wait, was the, the guy who was, if you, who was stuck over here and had to go back to Cuba? That guy is it Emilio? Emilio, <laughs> I wanted oh, to say Emilio shit. Estevez, but that's Charlie Sheen's brother, right? Or his real name? I forget. That's 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 a far callback too. That was a 1999 news story. Damn oh, man. <laughs> All right, tell us about them dicks. Yeah, for for all of our lovely, our smoking hot, sexually active uh, listeners, uh, listeners who who are just rolling in more sex than they're ever going to need for their life. Um, you're uh, come to think of it, we pretty much got it covered. Of all the character customization options in two thousand Cyberpunk twenty seven seven, these are the only ones we care about, right? The nipples, penises, vagina, and pubic hairs. I- because you know they're they're going to be upset. They only have one, and if they want to play a dude, they only have two. And, and I'm sure there's like like cool gameplay and, and a very lively, fun city to explore. But come on, this is what we're focused on. I'm focused on this. I've ever since ever since I heard this. I this is the only thing I've cared about. This this got you the pre pre order is and and there's only two shapes, only two shapes of dicks. Now Come they still on. have time. It comes out in November. They could add one other vagina. At least one other vagina. But guys. Yes. What's important here is the why. Why do we need to customize these Well, you know you why. Because some shit's gonna game. happen. Some shit's gonna So go let's down. think more about the why. I'm not really going to feel like a cyberpunk unless I have incredibly strange genitals. Dude, there's going to be a couple scenes, man. I want I want to be I wonder if each penis has a different like they have different modes, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm getting at here? <laughs> like is it are they two like kinds of flaccid mode. penises? Is is that yeah. what this is Armed or two mode. two kinds of rock hard solid penises? Um I could understand the one vagina because vagina, I mean, they don't no. get rock hard. So it like. No, well, you can have more than one kind of vagina. Yeah, I, absolutely. There's absolutely. like wavy, I'm not saying there's not, straight. But like the two kinds of there's, penises, there's, there's... I mean, have you seen penises? They are definitely way more than two types of penises. You know? And since there's only two, I suspect that whatever two options we get are going to be polar opposites of each other. Yeah. It's going to be like the, yeah, 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 yeah. One curves to the left, one curves to the right. right. (laughs) It's either going to be one bending left and one bending right, or it's going to be one long and one short, and that's it. Circumcised, uncircumcised. I I want to hear, because I know our listeners Mm. are, they're going to customize their stuff. That's for sure. I just just know we have have a select audience that that are actually interested in this story. I want to know what you guys are going to, you don't have to name like what gender you are, but like, let me like, what are you going to get? 
where are you gonna get here? Are you gonna you gonna go vagina? Are you gonna go uh, a big? You could there's a penis slider as well. You don't have it here, George, Wait, but there is a penis slider. Oh, there's a slider. There is a slider. Good. Yes. Good. Okay. Yeah. That so. has multiplied our possibilities exponentially. I'm. I am. That does make me feel a little more secure about pre-ordering Cyberpunk 2077 with my Best Buy gamer card. I think I might make a girl with a huge dick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, just a, that's, that's like, I don't know if the bulge would be there. Like, while, while it's in that's the cutscenes. Right? Like, if, cut yeah. if you make a big, hot, long dick, you gotta, you gotta be showing that bulge. Yeah, I want those see. trousers, those tight leather cyberpunk trousers have got to be. Where's yeah. the graphical innovations if we're not seeing some bulk? Yeah, I'm I'm going to have a cyberpunk girl with the big cyberpunk dick. I, I do legitimately expect this to get utilized during at least like one segment of gameplay where your character's like body gets chopped up or something and you have to put it back together <laughs> like, like a ghost <laughs> in the shell sort of situation. You, you're going to be fucking. Is is that going to be the only reason? Yeah, no, because that would give us the A the A uh, rating, right? And it hasn't the A O in Japan. It's censored completely. I don't think you can customize genitalia. In Japan. Uh, well, in Japan, what all genitals are, are pixelated, anyways. Like like when you go to the bathroom, Liam doesn't just. Uh, I want to see veins, mess bro. Appear. I want to see veins, oh, yes. Liam. When I whip out my own penis, it, it makes it hard to aim. Pixelated. Yeah, yeah. Remember that, man. Once, once... <laughs> my hands, my hands too. Like you know, just pull them out. Like I, I, I can't imagine how like tricky surgery must be over there because of that. But anyway, like a gynecologist can see through the matrix. That's that's how it works in Japan. They they have in special Japan, glasses like in P four. You go to school for eight years to learn how to see through the pixels when in surgery. Yeah. Anyways, Jesus man. Christ. The persona references and every persona fan is just like <laughs> super happy every persona fan has seen more than one type of vagina you're trying to say that uh with, with a persona taste wait you're, you're assuming that only guys play persona no i'm just saying that all of the women will have also seen one vagina <laughs> that's an accomplishment <laughs> Uh, yeah, Persona fans. You're also assuming. <laughs> You're also assuming. Oh my god! Like this whole end section between uh, Liam and George has been assumptions, and it's been so bad. And you know what assumptions make out of you and me? One vagina. Uh, uh, a timestamp. <laughs> a timestamp. At one fifty-eight, that's what it. That's Some what it heavy it out. editing. <laughs> if you would like to uh, send in a listener question to the Dad and Sons podcast about how how many hot singles in your area you have successfully dated, oh my and, god, and had, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. And had meaningful relationships oh or fun evenings, whatever it is you're after, then please tell dad and sons podcast at gmail.com. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. This week, we have a very special question from Rick the Nick. Uh, this is more of a challenge for the podcast. Out of curiosity, I went to George's first video and it was definitely different than his current style. 
dot 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 <laughs> i thought it'd be fun i thought it'd be fun to do i thought that too i thought it'd be fun to do a classic cringe to your early videos so could you guys watch at least a bit of george's first videos and give us your hot takes it'd be hilarious good fun for matt and liam to do your stuff too thanks for consistent comforting oh, content mine would be so ridiculous to do i don't know why my name is even there um so i got i got some tabs opened up and um are you serious oh my god so let's go to let's go to the one that made you popular let's go to the to the graveyard one and yeah what's going numbers where tv was just like let's get this dude on Ooh, the graveyard episode where i filmed in oakland cemetery around the grandmas who were looking at me all weird I already know, like, George, you're so skinny. Old style George was um more for the people. New style George is more satchel, where he huh. uses huge words. He makes it <laughs> super fucking complicated to even get through the fucking video. Like, huh. I'm just, you're just lost. <laughs> I'm being. And this is like, okay, I didn't, I, I need to go back to college to, to understand the complexities of George's uh, video here. Compared to like, like the Zelda script, I, I don't know. Like a lot of my early stuff just strikes me as so much more pretentious because it's not about problems in the real world as much as the new ones are. Let's talk about history. Can I just say... I don't know. I I basically tuned out because I'm watching George's. I assume first video. It's dated the oldest. The Zelda oh. critical close up. Oh. One nice blazer. Two. Oh. You're a lot skinnier than you are now. Three. Oh. What happened to the goatee representation you got going on? You built you built out the sides of your beard. You filled it out a little bit. Um. I would say half like indie game developer look combined with somebody who may just be coming off Mac. Oh. 2012. <laughs> Holy shit, George. Also, you mm. love Zelda, it seems. Whereas, since I've known you, apart from one Zelda game, you pretty much hate Zelda. I don't pretty much hate Zelda. You just happened to enter into the time in my life where the latest big expensive Zelda game didn't make me super jazzy like the old ones. That's all. Also, that keyboard you have in this video looks a lot quieter than what you have now. Sure. Maybe you should use that one. Oh! Uh, I, I, did I meet you six years ago? Holy hell, George. You know what? I went to Matt's old videos, and there's definitely a line in the sand where the Guild Wars 2 logo stops showing up. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be great. Oh, no, so, let's not, guys. They- oldest have you you guys well, haven't you seen my old me. stuff you guys are not as guild was to original uh concept art i am watching forest path picture version original music by matt visual right now i used to make music back then it, it was like you used to make a bunch music. of loops and stuff that i used to do yeah oh my god you're not listening to it yeah it, it's just some i'm rocking shit. out this is how i that was like my first videos matt do you know what this is gonna be great for what? 
our eventual Patreon supported D and D streams. Oh my god. god! No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Matt Visual nope. bringing you the music. No, oh, like my music taste and what I understand. <laughs> My understanding of music has changed. Everything has changed. Like if I were to make music again, it would be, con- ooh, it would be so different. But but listen to this wispy romantic tone take you away to a calm, quiet, magical forest path. Don't you want to go on an adventure to this music? Oh my god, I hate you guys. Uh, so let's see if we can see your hair. Yeah, I I look at it, yeah, it's the uh, it's the MMO before. versus other MMOs. Mac um, I think I think if you go earlier than that one though, there's some unique eight year old Matt hair that uh looks different even from that. A blob. Um. Oh the the my first my first video to get like on Kutaku and all that is uh the Guild Wars two versus other MMOs thing. Yeah, that's the one I'm watching now. Yeah, this yeah. Is, when I was uh, a big chunky boy, I was uh. Yeah, the Fair big chunky play, look. That is Fair fucking play. That big is a different boy. Matt than yeah, what, look what we know and love. <laughs> That's the mm. Matt that ate Matt. Yeah. Oh, no. Jeez, dude. I don't even look man, I don't look anything like that. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. You look like a completely different person. It's actually really impressive. It does look like a completely different person. It looks like your dweeby younger brother, and now you're the older more muscular, hard, bearded, <laughs> grizzled version of that. Is it just me, or did like learning how to put on fashion and get haircuts get way easier at twenty four ish? I mean, you're still learning, so. Oh my god! <laughs> We're oh, done roasting me, okay? We're on Matt now. Oh shit. <laughs> And I'm trying to be very complimentary of his music and bodily transformation. His music was pretty good. Yeah, I guess. Man, this just make this is just making me want to play Guild Wars 2 again. I like it. <laughs> the one thing I like about Matt's videos that I haven't noticed before, his Guild Wars 2 play videos, is the tiny Matt head. Like <laughs> that is green screened like, next to the mini map. <laughs> Wait, which one? Which one? Oh, you have it's a racer hair in these. Guild Wars 2, Tiny Azura, Huge Frogs, Backslash, Backslash, Interactive Let's Play Episode 6. And it, it, the screen is obviously a massive game screen. And then next to the, you know, the the UI and the uh, the mini map is just a t- is a tiny little mat head. <laughs> oh, okay. That back when game. I used to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I barely even noticed you were there. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't like covering the game. I feel like the game is. People really like seeing my face. Like I've gotten more views on non-gaming stuff than I've gotten on gaming stuff, except for my reviews. A lot of people like the reviews. Shit, I I don't, I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm a different person than I was. What was it was uh the last gaming thing I did was three years ago. Then I did a Japan trip two years ago, and then I did that video what one year ago. That other video. I had no idea you made music. I love music. I have never scrolled by this far. You've never mentioned making music. You yeah, mentioned because how I, it, much it more wasn't you want really, to talk about it. 
I didn't really do much to make it. I just put sounds together. I just opened up a video called Guild Wars 2. So they nerfed karma farming. And that is the most dope hair. <laughs> yeah. I've seen. Whoa. <laughs> what happened to that? That is fucking amazing. Dude. Uh, look stress, like an dude. Legend. Stress. Stress. Matt, my hair went away. Who is not visually following along. Matt has shaved sides, sort of similar to me. And then has like the most bitchin' Mohican afro. Oh, that. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite hairstyles. That's fucking cool as shit. I constantly change. Like, that's that was the thing. Like, I had a mohawk. I changed my hair. I changed my, just kind of like finding different things to do. And I think that was when I was like most, I don't know most getting towards it i was dressing i was dressing a little bit differently back then too i started caring about the stuff that i wore and i i still think i look i don't look quite as as so uh, fr- from that to like 10 videos later you are getting s- super skinny and it's about nourishment and stuff it's good shit I really wish that there was more of a community around male fashion advice on the internet. No, there is. There is, dude. There, there is. is. I just wish it was like bigger and more popular because that shit like really helped out a lot when I discovered it. Just look it up. Look it up. I had to learn too. I had to learn too. Yeah. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Like yep. me too. Like I had really this, good this is stuff that you then... just don't really think about. A lot until you think about it and you realize, mm-hmm. shit, I've been dressing like a fool this whole time. Like, like the fit, like, like that's something I never even considered until recent years. Like my hair in those early videos looks absolutely awful, and then you're and gonna... I had no idea what to do with it, and there was no resources telling me. And so I just wonder, like, how much the world would need to change for you to log on to Reddit and see like an infographic of male fashion advice. Instead of what you normally see that gets broadcasted to to the community. Our male fashion used to be pretty damn good. Uniqlo. You, no. Uniqlo. I'm, Uniqlo. Uniqlo. Yeah, I keep I keep trying to add more to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. Every time. Uniqlo, yeah. um that's a good place. And it's it's a Japanese store and everything is just like so organized in there i love it but but i feel like what we need more of are guides like a poster on the wall that says okay if you have this hair color then this sh- style of shirt color you can find stuff like that like yeah. all male fashion Re- reddit, reddit is pretty good for that reddit I'm is good for and have everything social anxiety Just reddit put, is amazing i'm glad reddit yourself. exists <laughs> you can post a picture of yourself and then people will suggest things yes for you Look up online if you don't want to, you know, take pictures of yourself or whatever like that. Go online on on YouTube and there's actual videos telling you stuff. I know. I guess I to reiterate, fine. Okay. I wish this was as incorporated into like the, the massive mass media influences that have crossed paths with my daily life before I hit 24. I would have liked to oh, have discovered you this stuff before this. Yeah, it would have been my life would have been so much different if I discovered that stuff in high school. Like like or or college. Like Same. the fact that it happened afterwards has probably yeah. like like nixed a lot of social opportunities away but, that could have happened. Back but the, then. the thing is that's life. 
That's the, like yeah. it just you, you learn, learn things, things late. late. Sometimes I'm I learn things a lot a lot later than I needed to. A lot but it's later. never too late to change. Yeah, yeah. It is late enough to wrap up this podcast, though. It certainly is. On some good advice. On some good advice, uh, guys. You never know how to like finish it, though. Guys, Dear Matt. guys, just uh, you know, go in the mirror. If something's a little bit too baggy. Might wanna might might wanna tighten up. Not too tight now. You don't want you don't want the over bulge. Okay. Follow a guy. You don't, don't want to get the 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 Y the Y bulge. You know. Where where you're seeing, and if you have no muscles in your legs, it's not looking to. Mm, don't wear them too tight. But if it's too baggy, yeah. and their jeans especially, maybe you can come and talk some fashion with us in our brand new Patreon Discord. Oh I don't know. my god. <laughs>